Hi, and welcome back to the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the book of Galatians. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. He encourages the people of Galatia to return to their Christian faith after they're led astray by false teachings. Let's pick up where we left off. Chapter 3, verses 2 through 3. The question is, How do you know whether you have the Spirit or not? The answer is, not everyone has the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God comes with the Word and according to the Word. John 6, verse 63, Joel 2, verses 28 through 32, and Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. There are two witnesses to a person having the Spirit. The first is one's relationship with the Word. The second is the fruit of the Spirit. A person may be in the Word, but always opposed to that Word, and therefore without any fruits of the Spirit, like Judas Iscariot, John 5, verse 39 and 12, verses 4 through 6, and Revelation 11, verses 7 through 10. A person may appear to have the fruits of the Spirit, but only because he's determined to justify himself by good works, Matthew 23, verses 27 through 28, and Luke 10, verses 25 through 42, 15, verses 25 through 32, and 18, verses 9 through 14. It's the combination of life in the Word and fruits of the Spirit that bear witness to an authentic faith inspired by the Spirit of God. Matthew 7, verses 15 through 27, John 8, verses 31 through 51, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3, Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26, and Colossians 3, verses 1 through 16. Chapter 3, verse 12. The question is, are works only meaningful if they're done with faith? The answer is, Yes. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says it's impossible to please God without faith. Romans 14 verse 23 says, Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Works that do not flow from faith may still benefit other people, but they're not meaningful to God because at the root, they're still selfish. Faith produces work that does not want anything because God has already provided all. The person in whom God produces the fruits of faith wants only to be a faithful steward of the life, resources, and opportunities that God gives us to love others on his behalf. Bad trees cannot bear good fruit, and good trees cannot bear bad fruit. Matthew 7, verses 17 through 18, and James 2, verses 14 through 26. Chapter 3, verse 14. The question is, we receive the Spirit by having faith and we have faith by hearing the word. Does the Spirit give us faith? The answer is, faith does come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17. How is it then that the word works faith in us? The word works faith because it's inseparable from the Holy Spirit. John 6 verse 63. The Holy Spirit is the one who caused the word to be written. John 14 verse 26 and 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. The union of the Spirit of God with the Word of God explains why His Word cannot return void. Isaiah 55 verse 11. Chapter 3 verses 15 through 25. The question is, is Paul telling the Galatians about Abraham's promise of children to show them about Jesus? What is the law and the promise? The answer is, The problem that Paul is addressing is that physical descendants of Abraham try to claim particular privileges with God and material interests based on their obedience to the law. In this section, Paul is referring to all of the law given through Moses, moral, civil, and ceremonial. Paul is using two witnesses to make the point that children of Abraham are of a spiritual nature, created and sustained by the grace of God alone. 
Genesis 41 verse 32, and Deuteronomy 17 verse 6. The first witness has to do with Isaac as evidence of God's grace, power, and will. God gave Abraham and Sarah a son by the power of his own promise, proven by the advanced age and inability of Abraham and Sarah to produce a child by any natural means they possessed. Romans 4 verses 1 through 5 and Hebrews 11 verses 8 through 16. God came to Abraham when he was an idolater in a foreign nation, also as evidence of the fact that God was alone responsible for this gracious, life-giving act. Acts 7 verses 1 through 8. Abraham could not possibly have gained what God gave on the basis of keeping the law because the law had not yet been given. The second witness has to do with the nature of the law. While the law describes what makes for life with God and with one another, the law has no ability to produce what it describes. Romans 8 verse 3. On the contrary, the law reveals, exposes, and condemns all failures. By exposing our gross inability to live according to God's will, the law reveals the magnitude of God's grace in promising that he would send his son as a man born through a descendant of Abraham. This son of God and seed of Abraham would fulfill the law and forgive all our failure to keep it. Chapter 3, verses 19 through 20. The question is, are we to obey every Old Testament law? The answer is, there are three kinds of law in the Old Testament, moral, civil, and ceremonial. Ceremonial law was given to the children of Israel in order to remind them of their need for a savior and God's promises to send one. Jesus fulfilled all of these laws, so they are no longer in effect. Matthew 5 verses 17 through 18 and Luke 22 verses 15 through 20. Civil law was given to help us live well together. As long as we live in a physical world, civil law provides a reliable guide for what is right and wrong. The moral law is expressed in the Ten Commandments. The first three commandments concern our relationship with God. The last seven concern our relationship with people. The moral law is equally binding on all people of all time. However, the redemption from the law that Christ accomplished includes all the law. Now, we teach and seek to obey the law, not in order to save ourselves, but because we are saved. Not to get what we lack, but to give to others what God has given to us. We know which law to concern ourselves with because it's repeated by Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament. Luke 10 verses 27 through 28 and Romans 13 verses 8 through 10. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been exploring today. For the complete collection of New Testament questions and answers, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue studying Galatians.